The Dan Bongino Show. Get ready to hear the truth about America with your host, Dan Bongino. Hi, right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Always glad to be here, Dano. You know, so I wake up this morning and I'm like, man, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. How do we match yesterday's show? Biggest show ever, oh. ever. Ever in the history of the Dan Bongino show, 24 hours uh, by using a 24 hour metric. Most downloaded show in the history. And believe me, the numbers yesterday were. (laughs) If you were an advertiser on yesterday's show, you did quite well. Put it that way. (laughs) We we destroyed it yesterday. Thanks to you. So I appreciate it. So my wake up this morning, Joe, I'm like, what are we going to talk about today? Hmm. And I thought, it's not going to be, how do we match yesterday's show? And I just couldn't find anything. And about an hour ago, I remembered a link I'd seen. I'm like, boom. I've got it. You will not in any way be disappointed if you loved yesterday's show. All right. Um, first, quick shout out. Shockingly, because I'm, you know I'm not a big fan at all of Mitch McConnell, Joe, but Mitch finally did something right. This stupid, ridiculous, <laughs> unconstitutional, anti-Trump, nonsensical uh, bill that was going to stop him from pre- firing the special counsel, which he's already said he's not going to do, but I think he should. Mm. McConnell has said, um, no, thanks. Um, we're not going to vote on that on the Senate floor. But thanks for playing, fellas. Finally, finally. So, you know, it's only fair when they do the right thing mm. to uh, say good job for once. <laughs> thanks. Pick up your parting prizes at the door. Yeah, that's right. yeah, And go. by the way, Trump was never going to sign that stupid bill anyway, and it would have been thrown out by the courts in a heartbeat. Yeah. But Tom Tillis from North Carolina, Republican senator, by the way, keep trying. Keep trying. I mean, you're, uh, this guy's unbelievable. Is there a Republican senator who is more concerned with putting the handcuffs on on Trump's actual constitutional powers than he is about improving the lives of American citizens at this point? Stop wasting our time, Tillis. And if you're in North Carolina, email, call his office, be cool about it, but let him know this is just straight up dumb. Maybe we should sign a bill preventing Tom Tillis from voting on anything in the Senate. But why not, Joe? If we're going to waste our time <gasps> with stupid, unconstitutional <gasps> stuff, let's do that, too. Good, good. Yeah, Neanderthal yeah. Joe. Caveman Joe back Neanderthal again. Neanderthal idea. Yeah, there we go. It's been a while. It is. It's very stupid. All right. Uh, today's show brought to you by our buddies at iTarget. Folks, anybody can own a firearm, but owning a firearm, you have responsibility to learn how to fire it proficiently, accurately. If you're a hunter, you're a sportsman, police officer, law enforcement, military, self-defense, First-time gun owner needs to learn how to fire that firearm. This is the best system around to learn. It's the iTarget Pro system. The website's the letter I, not the organ. The letter I, targetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. What will this do? Well, one of the best ways to learn to fire your firearm is to dry fire. We used to do it in the Secret Service. We put a dime on the end of the firearm near the front sight. And you pull the trigger on a safely unloaded weapon. Check it. Check it twice. Check it uh, three times. Make sure that thing is unloaded. You can't afford to make a mistake there. Put that dime on the front of it. And when you safely pull the trigger on an unloaded weapon, you know, the the dime doesn't fall off. You're learning how to pull that trigger back to the rear, slowly controlled. You don't jerk it so the gun goes to each side and you make sure those sights stay aligned, right? Well, you could take that dry fire practice to the next level with the iTarget Pro system. They will send you a laser round. You drop in a firearm you have now. You don't have to do any manipulations. I got to damage your gun at all. And when that laser round is in the chamber, it's going to emit a laser and you can now see where the round would have gone because they'll send you a target too. So instead of dry firing going up, well, I think I was accurate. Now you'll know. 
You can move the target around. You can hang it on a door. Do whatever you want to do. People love this thing. They can't put it down. The reviews I get on it are fantastic. The website is itargetpro.com. itargetpro.com. Remember, competitive shooters dry fire 10 times more than they live fire at the range. The range can get expensive. Practice your dry firing. Go to itargetpro.com. Pick it up today. Use promo code DAN for 10% off. Okay. I got some economic stories and some other stuff, but I've... I uncovered something this morning on an article I'd been looking at a while ago that just blew my mind. I was spurred on by a Victor Davis Hanson article at National Review, which will be in the show notes today, mm-hmm. which is terrific. It's at Bongino.com. Please check it out. If you subscribe to my email list, I'll email it to you. Sorry if I'm talking fast. I just want to get to it. The core of the article is the operating thesis is that there is collusion in D.C. and it is amongst the anti-Trump crowd trying to get him out of office. But he mentions a few names at the end which are going to blow your mind because it made me think of something I had read a long time ago and I couldn't, I had it, I hunted and I hunted and I hunted and I finally found it. It was at Wired.com. It was a June 14th a 2017 article at Wired.com about the composition of the Mueller special counsel team looking into Trump. For those of you out there, again, who amazingly still seem to believe Mueller's a good guy. It's a small group of you. Not a knock on you. Do your thing. I'll do my thing. That's cool. He is not a good guy. This is a smokescreen. He is. I, I'm sorry to keep beating you to death with this, but you. If you don't understand this and this yeah, case, yeah. you don't understand how the republic is collapsing right now. Yeah. The real crimes were committed by the Obama and Hillary team. Mueller knows people involved with the Hillary team and the Obama team. He's bringing those same people in to target Trump, knowing they know about the Hillary crimes and the will go away. I found two more and I want to uh, a, a big hat tip here. To Victor Davis Hanson, uh, and I'll, I'm going to read something also from this Wired magazine because it's just incredible. Who is Who else is on Mueller's team investigating the president? <laughs> Do tell. This is insane. I'm not making this up. This is from the piece, okay? And I this was at the old Wired.com piece, too. This is what made me think of it, right? Mm-hmm. In the small world of Washington legal and political circles, this is a quote from Victor Davis Hanson. Mueller investigator Aaron Zebley was Mueller's chief of staff while Mueller was the FBI director. And he was yet another partner at Wilmer Hale. Who is this Aaron Zebley, by the way? Yeah. He's on the special counsel team investigating Trump. So Aaron Zebley, just so we're clear, Joe, worked with Mueller at his law at the law firm he worked at, Wilmer Hale, and was also his chief of staff. Okay, what's the problem? So Mueller picked people to investigate Trump, who he knows. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, there's another person he worked for? I continue. <laughs> I know this guy, by the way. The guy he that I'm going to get. This is why this is such a big deal to me. And I was like, boom, how did I forget that? Zebley had recently represented Justin Cooper. Cooper, remember, testified that he had set up Hillary Clinton's private server and then used a hammer to destroy some of her mobile devices, leaving the FBI unable to acquire them during its investigation. So let me get this straight. Again, Mueller's a good guy, right? For some of you out there who believe, oh, or some of you don't believe, he's, some of you just believe, oh, he's nonpartisan, he's doing his thing, don't you worry, Mueller's going to come out and be vindicated at the end, he's really operating against the Clintons, really? 
He's operating against the Clintons, using an attorney on his special counsel who represented the guy who actually destroyed the server and the Blackberries. Um, Explain to me again how that's not a conflict. Let me just walk you through what I just said again, folks. For the, I'm, I'm, listen, I love that you listen. I really do. But for those, I, I can't understand. It's a very small group. The 99.9% of the emails I get from listeners are overwhelmingly positive. I am not attacking anybody. I love that you're here. I love the diversity opinions. I love the emails back and forth. I'm, I, but you email me. I can't email back personally. So this is the way I debate. I get a few emails still insisting Mueller's some kind of white knight in this. Mueller's a white knight in this who's going to somehow find or refer, as he did with Cohen, the the lawyer, he referred that to the Southern District, meaning I can't look into this because it's not Russian-related, but I'm going to refer it somewhere else. You're suggesting to me he's going to find evidence of this Clinton thing and refer it elsewhere when one of his lead special counsel investigators he's using was the lawyer who represented the guy who was involved in the destruction of the Hillary Clinton uh, Clinton server. That's what you're telling me with a straight face. <laughs> I know Justin Cooper, by the way, from my Secret Service days. Well, he is as close to the Clintons as the Clintons are to each other. Justin Cooper is as, as tight in the Clinton circle as you're going to get. Justin Cooper is the guy who's been implicated in the entire email scandal, was represented by a guy Mueller's using now to go after Trump. Oh, but don't worry. They're going to find evidence on the Clinton someday, too. Do you understand now again how Mueller's the only guy? He's the only guy so deeply connected to the swamp and the swamp rats that he's the only guy who could have been appointed to the special counsel to keep the attention exclusively on Trump while hiring people who would never, ever look into the Clintons. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm serious. Email me back again how the lawyer who represented the guy implicated in an email scandal is investigating Trump, but mysteriously, Joe, going to find information on the Clintons when he probably already knows it. When he already knows it. Remember, Obama's lawyer in the White House is representing a guy cooperating against a guy, Eric Prince, who claims to have information on a source from a source about uh, Clinton's emails on Wiener's computer. I discussed that yesterday mm-hmm. and on my NRA TV show. Thank you all for watching, by the way. It's available at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time for free at NRATV.com. Last night's show was a bombshell. We got tremendous reviews on it. It's a half an hour, and we do stuff you're not going to hear anywhere else. But I covered this again last night using visuals. Eric Prince. Eric Prince, the former founder of Blackwater. Well, he was the founder, but he doesn't own the company anymore. Prince claimed to have information from a source in the NYPD about hugely destructive email chains found on Wiener's computer about the Democrats, the Clintons, the Epstein plane, money laundering, and that Prince was then targeted by the Mueller investigation and the lawyer representing the guy cooperating in it is now represented is is uh, was Obama's former White House counsel. <laughs> but again, don't worry, Mueller's a good guy. Yeah, right. It's all fair, folks. How do you bring a guy on your team, Aaron Zebley, who represented a guy involved in the Hillary email scandal? How do you do that? 
You think I'm I'm not done yet, by the way. Here's another one from the Victor Davis Hanson piece. Please read it. I think it's at the end of the show notes. Hey, I'm sorry. One quick note on the show notes from yesterday. Some of you were confused, and that's my fault. Mm. The article um, I put in there about the Soros wedding from Reuters, I didn't clarify it enough. I put in the show notes like, hey, look who was the judge at the Sean Hannity thing. And then I just clicked on the – some of you went and went, well, why does this have to do with the Soros wedding? Because the judge who ruled on the Hannity issue with Cohen is the same judge who officiated the wedding. That's But I should have been more clear on it. Some people thought it was a bad link. It was not a bad link. It was just worded poorly by me, so it's my fault. Okay. From the Victor Davis Hanson piece, Joe, this gets even better. Mm-hmm. So now we know Mueller's special counsel team is led by Andy Weissman, a noted Democrat who hates Trump, who emailed Sally Yates applauding her for defying Trump on the uh, travel ban when she was deputy attorney general. He's a big Democratic donor. He ruined the Enron investigation. Andy Weissman, he's leading the team. We know Zebley's on the team to investigate Trump. So it's led by a Democrat. Zebley's on the team who represented Justin Cooper, a Clinton insider involved in the email fiasco. Here's another member of Mueller's special counsel team. Jeannie Ree, who also was at uh, Wilmer Hale, which was Mueller's law firm. So he picked her too, Joe. Jeannie Ree. Mm, that's a new one on me. Uh, this, uh, this I remember this one too. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, forgive me. I, I, it, with so much information swirling around yeah. in this toilet bowl of events, you forget stuff. What it, more from the piece about uh, Jeannie Ree from Victor Davis Hanson. She was another significant donor to the Clinton campaign effort. And she was another Mueller attorney who had represented someone deeply involved in a recent Clinton scandal. Oh, oh, what scandal is that? What scandal is that? Hmm. Jeannie Ree, again, a member of Mueller's special counsel, had recently represented not only the Clinton Foundation, also represented by Kathy Rumler, White House lawyer for Barack Obama, who also worked with Andy Weissman on the Enron case. Rumler, Weissman, Rumler, Weissman, Weissman, Re, Weissman, Zebley, Weissman, Democrat, donor. So the Clinton Foundation is now represented by two lawyers. Follow me. The Clinton Foundation is represented by two lawyers. Both are connected to Mueller and his investigation. The Clinton Foundation is represented by Jeannie Ree, who is now on the special counsel investigating Trump. Yes, but don't worry, Joe. Again, Mueller's a good guy. He is the he is um he, he snake eyes to the storm shadow for you GI Joe fans. Mueller's a good guy. Are you? Are seriously? Are you nuts? Jeannie Ree represented the Clinton Foundation. Who else represented the Clinton Foundation? Catherine Rumler, Obama's lawyer. Catherine Rumler worked with Andy Weissman and Bob Mueller on the Enron case. Yes, I said that right. Obama's lawyer worked with Andy Weissman, the guy leading the special counsel, and Bob Mueller on the Enron case. Nothing to see here, folks. Don't you worry. Mueller's going to clean this right up. He has no conflicts at all. We like to keep it all uh, in the family, Daniel. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing. There. We don't need you to be spreading this gobbledygook. <laughs> we, should I be worried? 
Don, Don, Don Joey Bag of Donuts. Uh, get closer to you. get closer to your enemies. <laughs> we have a new character, Don Don Joey, Don Joey B, Joey. B. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing. I see him like inching up to the mic, and I'm like, what is he doing here? That's a new. Ca- I like that, Caveman Joe. Now we have Don Joe, Don Joey. I am. I'm, I'm a little worried. Maybe I should move into like a double gated community. That might be a good idea. <laughs> oh, so Jeannie Ray. Another member of the special counsel represented the Clinton Foundation along with Kathy Rumler, Obama's lawyer, too. But who else did Jeannie Re investigate? Who's on the special counsel investigating Trump? Who else did Jeannie Re represent? Oh, Ben Rhodes, Obama's national security advisor. She represented him during the investigation of the 2012 Benghazi terror attack and in Clinton's role in creating the conditions for the attack and then covering it up. Holy cow. Uh, Joe, I'm not just just read the piece, folks. Read the piece. Just read the piece. Again, Mueller's a good Mueller's a non-partisan. Forget the good guy. I think I, we've pretty much made the case. Yeah. If you still believe that, I'm I'm sorry, I can't help you. Yeah. But for even those who believe on the liberal side, oh no, Mueller's entirely non-conflicted. He's got a history of service to the country, and he's going to act in a non-partisan manner. Uh, you sure about that? His special counsel team is stacked with Democrats and people who know the intimate details. Of the Clinton scandal. But yes, he's going to use lawyers who represented people in the Clinton scandal to go after the Clintons. That makes a world of sense, folks. By the way, he also has personal relationships with them. Does that make any sense to you? Now, Matt Palumbo has an unbelievable piece at my website today uh, under the debunk this section at Bongino.com. I will put in the show notes about the myth the myth and his Facebook meme, which is making its way around Facebook, Joe, mm-hmm. that, oh, Mueller, uh, Trump is being investigated by Republicans. Oh, Rosenstein, ah. Mueller, Comey. Read the piece by Matt. I have a quick screenshot from it. I'll read off to you. Yep. Matt did some good work on this. It's a short piece, but it's great. Be at the show notes today. Not a single one. This is from Matt's piece. Of the 17 publicly confirmed attorneys on Mueller's team is a registered Republican. <laughs> Yes, but he's being investigated by all Republicans, except for the fact that none of them actually are. Nine of the 17 are registered Democrats, Joe. And at least 10 of the 17 members of the team confirmed members of the special counsel investigating Trump. At least 10 of the 17 have made political donations to Democrats, including Hillary Clinton. But yeah, keep telling everybody with the stupid meme on the Internet that, yes, yes, Trump is being investigated only by Republicans. I'm sure that makes a lot of sense to you. Now. If you've been listening to the show closely, so now you understand, just to back out a second, what we're talking about, because I want to take this to another direction and why I still haven't closed the loop on why that Wired.com article was interesting to me that I read a while ago and why it creeped back in my head this morning. Hmm, okay. Got it. I'm going to get to that in a second, but let me close the loop on the other parts. So again, the assertion I'm trying to make to you is this investigation into Trump is nothing more than a smoke grenade. To cover up the Clinton crimes. They will they are going to investigate this thing to death. They will find crimes on everyone. Jaywalking, mattress tag ripping, felonious mopery, piracy on the open seas. They will keep this going for the for the it the the perpetually if they have to, to keep the attention on Trump so that that DOJ and Trump never investigate the Hillary crimes. Trump brought uh, Mueller brought in people specifically who understand the Hillary crimes. That way they can make these things. Nothing else makes sense. That way they can make them go away and investigate Trump 
It makes no sense in the world. The people he brought in have every incentive in the world to their connections to Obama and the Clintons to make the Obamas go away, the Clintons go away, and to investigate Trump to death. That's all. That's their only interest in this thing. I think we've made that point firm. Now, I want to show you another, one more piece of information from an old piece about Mueller and who he was looking to put on the team. Um, hey, before I get to that, uh, Freedom Project Academy. Uh, thank you for sponsoring today's show. We love Freedom Project Academy. Hey, America's schools are nothing like we remember growing up. We grew up in safety, and learning was more important than safe spaces and uh, liberal propaganda. And even though technology continues to offer new opportunities for learning, I think we can all agree that traditional moral values once woven, woven into the fabric. I can never get that right. Once woven into the fabric of the classroom have practically disappeared. They have. That's why you need to consider our friends at Freedom Project Academy and their fully accredited Judeo-Christian classical online school for kindergarten all the way through high school. We're talking about an incredible interactive education where students attend live classes every day with teachers and fellow classmates from across the country. These are live classes, folks. Freedom Project Academy doesn't accept a penny of government funding, and this allows them to stay committed to teaching students how to think, not what to think. Families can enroll students full-time, or you can start with just a single class. It's entirely up to you. Go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com, freedomforschool.com, and request your free information packet from Freedom Project Academy today. Enrollment ends in July, but classes fill up fast. That's freedomforschool.com, freedomforschool.com. Don't forget to tell them the Dan Bongino show sent you, and they are filling up fast. Dave sent me an email, as I told you a couple weeks ago, saying that a lot of these classes were getting stacked up quick. So freedomforschool.com. Okay. Now, I go back to this wired.com piece, which I will put in the show notes again today. It's an older piece. It's from June of 2017. And this is interesting because it's before any of the text messages had broken from the two lovebirds, Page and Stroke. Mm. I want to read to you something, a piece, and this should really cook your, uh, this should really cook those eggs over, uh, over easy or sunny side up pretty darn good. Also, while special counsel's office, talking about Mueller, obviously, has yet to make any formal announcements about Mueller's team, it appears he has recruited an experienced Justice Department trial attorney, Lisa Page. A little-known figure outside the halls of Maine justice. Folks. Dude. Is that crazy? Bob Mueller, according to this, this is not me saying it. This is a Wired.com piece. I'll have it in the show notes at the end. Read it yourself. Bob Mueller was actively recruiting Lisa Page. They acknowledge who was little-known. Why would Bob Mueller go for Lisa Page? Now, I, I Lisa Page, by the way, the paramour of Peter Stroke, the two lovebirds that were texting each other back and forth about how much they hated Donald Trump, about an insurance policy against Donald Trump, about how the president wanted to know everything. That's their text, Lisa Page. You may say, fairly enough, if you're a liberal listener, you may say, well, Dan, uh, to be fair, Comey got rid of uh, Lisa Page and, and Peter Stroke off the team. He did recruit them for the team. Yes, only after the text became public. What I'm suggesting to you is, are you seriously telling me, given Mueller's history of recruiting Clinton insiders, Zebley, Re, working at least with Rumler on this prosecution of uh, with Nate using Nader, 
you know, uh, Lisa Monaco, who was a big proponent of this, having worked for Mueller in the past, she wasn't on the special counsel, but having worked for Mueller in the past. Are you suggesting to me that he wasn't aware that Lisa Page couldn't stand Donald Trump? How do we know that? We've seen her texts. Mueller was actively recruiting Lisa Page. They acknowledged she was little known. So why bother? Folks, this is more evidence that Mueller was actively seeking anti-Trumpers out. The only reason he let Page go was because the text became public. That's it. I'm telling you, I think he already knew what Lisa Page couldn't stand Donald Trump. That's why he recruited her. Hmm. Let me read that to you again. Sorry, I actually took it off my own screen. Just He has recruited an experienced Justice Department trial attorney, Lisa, pa- Lisa Page, a little-known figure outside the halls of Maine Justice. So if she's little-known, what's she going to offer to the investigation? The answer is she's going to offer anti-Trump animosity, which is what they needed. Lisa Page was also also involved with the Clinton email scandal as well. Folks, this is a smokescreen. How much more evidence do you need? It's building by the day. Now, I want to give you a little good news on this because I am getting a lot of emails where people are like, I can't, t- it's overwhelming when nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Folks, something is going to happen. Yes. Because here are the two scenarios I see here. If Trump gets wiped out in the midterms, I mean, he's obviously he's not on the ballot, but the congressional seats are in a third of the Senate. If the Democrats take over, it is going to be open season on both sides. I, let me be clear about what's going to, because I, I don't want you to leave with any kind of vagueness about what I'm saying. If the Republicans lose the House and the Senate, There is no question in my mind impeachment will be one of the first things on the board of Democrats. None. Trump is a warrior. This guy's a fighter. You may not like him. I do. I support the president when, uh, you know, when he needs it. And I I I hope I could provide some advice through my show when I think they're steering down the wrong path. But I think this president is doing the right thing, generally speaking, here for us. And I think he's done a darn good job. But this guy, do not mistake for a minute, this guy's got a Queen's Queens heart in him. I know Queens. That's where I grew up. And as I've always told you about Queens, the problem with people from Queens, me included, is we never had the wealth or prestige of the Manhattan kids. And we were never... You, by the way, don't sell any of this short. If you think I'm making this up or making overgeneralizations, just go to Queens. All the kids are like this. We never had the wealth or prestige of the Manhattan kids. And we were never considered as tough as the Brooklyn kids. A lot of these Queens kids, me included, always had something to prove. Always. It made you tougher than the Brooklyn kids in some respect. And it made you hungrier than the Manhattan kids, a lot of them who were born with money. That was Trump. That's This guy is not going to go down without a fight. I say this because if he loses, I am telling you right now it's going to be a full bore 
effort to expose all of this stuff that actually happened. And it's not going to be retribution. It's going to be honesty for once. Don't mistake what I'm saying. This stuff happened. Clinton email scandal, Obamagate spying. He knows this, Trump. I'm telling you he knows this. I'm telling you behind the scenes things are happening at DOJ. Mm -hmm. Not as quickly as I'd like. As I said to you before, Rosenstein's a disaster. Mueller's a disaster. They both have to go. But I'm for, for all the anger against Sessions, I know things are happening behind the scenes. You got to trust me on that. The ship's going to hit the lamb. It has to. It has to. This is not going to be able. It can't go on forever. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, the American people will grow unbelievably frustrated. You are going to see. You're going to see people really at the voting booth get extremely upset. And if none of this changes, you're going to see increasing calls for states to just start ignoring what's happening. I've, I've said it. I Listen, I wrote it in my second book. I'm not. I want to be careful here because liberals are wackos and they'll suggest like because uh, this is what they do and they make stuff up. I'm not suggesting there's going to be some kind of civil war here. I matter of fact, if you ever listen to me on the radio, you know. My commitment to nonviolent, uh, ex- you know, extreme nonviolent resistance in some case cases is what makes a difference. Mm-hmm. We're, I, it matters to me. It does. You can't. I'm not going to. You know, it's easy for me to get on the radio and be the tough guy. We need to fight. Start to everybody arm up. And no, no, no. Listen, that's not what I do here. Okay. But as I wrote in my book. There are going to be heavily aligned Republican states who have voters that speak out who are just not going to take it anymore, Joe. And you're going to see a disaggregation effect. You're going to see a basically a collapse of the republic. You're going to see states that are going to engage in soft secession efforts where they're just going to say, we're just not going to listen anymore. California, by the way, is already doing it on the liberal front. Some states have already done it with drug laws. But as this continues, the prosecution, the potential impeachment of Trump, the targeting of Republicans, the boycotting of Republicans, liberals, what they're not ready for, folks. I'm sorry, I don't mean to drone on on this, but this is important because I know some of you, you you feel depressed and you shouldn't. The fight is what matters. But liberals have no heart. You need to understand this. You, the listeners of this show, the conservatives and the libertarian patriots out there, you're the ones with heart. This matters to you. Liberals are not ready for this fight. Do you understand? They are not ready for ideological, liberal dopes, ideological trench warfare. They're not ready for it. Joe, you and I have been in this game, you a lot longer than me, but having been on the political side, I've seen it. Yeah, me too. These liberals, Joe, they grow up pampered. Even if they don't grow up pampered, they go to academia where they're, if their feelings are hurt, they go to a safe space and they color, mm-hmm. paint by numbers, color forms. They get a snow cone. You know, they're not exposed to conservatives. When they are, they go, hate speech, hate speech, and they run away. They're not ready. We are hardened ideologically hardened we've been attacked as istophobic phobophobic racist misogynistic trans none of it true homophobic islamophobic as i tell you istophobic phobophobic phobophobes i'm gonna put that on a shirt once we get the store (laughs) rocket we have been attacked forever we've been attacked on basic facts where we've been forced to go back and read and read and read and our brains and our where our emotions our, our souls our spirits are battle hardened for this they're not ready they're not ready for what's going to happen when they impeach the president 
when they come after Republicans, again, Hannity, Limbaugh, Beck, Levin, whatever, when they come after everybody, they boycott. They don't understand we're ready. Boycott me. I I got my savings. I'm okay. I'm ready for I'm not getting off the air no matter what. You kick me off the air, we'll go somewhere else. And I I don't say this out of any sense of arrogance or conceit or pretension. I know my audience will follow. Mm -hmm. I am good. I am ready. I condition my mind, my body, everything for this fight. That's why it says on my Twitter feed, born for this fight. This is my mission. I am here for this. This fight defines me. I would be nothing without this fight. It literally defines me outside of my role as a son of Christ, a parent, and a spouse to my beautiful wife. This fight defines my entire life. I would be nothing without it. I relish it. I relish the pain of waking up every morning, finding a new element of corruption to fight back, and you should too. This is what hardens you. This is what makes that that steel in the fire, boom, boom, hitting that hammer. Liberals are not ready. They're not ready for what's going to happen when they continue destroying people culturally, economically, and politically. When one day, Joe, they wake up and go, ah, pardon me, but a big F. mm, mm, Mm -hmm. They're not ready. They sit there in their pajamas drinking hot cocoa in their safe spaces. They're not ready for this fight. All of these negative emails I get from people, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm upset. Do you understand each drop of emotional outrage is hardening your soul for the fight ahead? Sooner or later, these states are just going to say, we're done. Um, We're not doing it. I'm sorry. Thanks, but no thanks. We're going to enforce immigration policy. Oh, the Justice Department is going to sue us. Sue us. Fine. We're not going to pay. We're not going to give you funds. Don't give us funds. We don't care. By the way, we're going to kick the FBI office out of uh, 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 Texas or whatever it is. We're not going to. I, I, folks, I'm, not, I'm just telling you, like, again, I am an enormous proponent of ideological fights. The left embraces violence, not us. But sooner or later, they are not ready for this fight. I hope you understand what I'm saying here. Relish it. It's hardening your soul. The left is soft. They're soft. They're pathetic. They are pathetic, folks. They have nothing. Even the violent leftists, those Antifa goons. Did you ever see those videos when the crowd actually fights back? Eh. Eh, they run. You ever see that video with the guy with the flag chasing the Antifa? He, he, yeah. he, he wanted to beat on a helpless old man. The problem was he wasn't helpless. <laughs> he turned around and fought back. The guy, eh, eh, what do I do? <laughs> They're not hard. They're not hard. They're not hard. They're not hard. They're soft. They're gooey. They're mushy. They're pathetic little souls. When they don't have a safe space to run to, they'll panic. And then it'll all collapse for them. Because they don't have a backup plan. Their plan is to use the media, interest groups, political power, economic boycotts, and cultural pressure 
to vanquish you into submission. But as I've quoted now repeatedly, the Roman poet, an enemy is not vanquished until he considers himself so. You will never, ever consider yourself vanquished. The left's not ready for that. Don't you worry. Okay. Sorry, I spent a lot of time on that. I didn't really mean to, but it is important. All right. Also related to this, Holman Jenkins in the Wall Street Journal piece, who, uh, uh, forgive me, it's in the op-ed column today, but I can't put it in the show notes. It's uh, subscription only. But I will read to you a portion of the piece, which is mind-blowing. Holman Jenkins is on to something in the Wall Street Journal opinion column today that I think uh, I have held in my, I, I don't like when I say this because it seems I'm not trying to take credit for his piece or else I would have wrote it. Right. But I've been on to this for a while. Um, the Brennan, for those of you who are regular listeners to the show, the John Brennan being the puppet master here. Mm-hmm. John Brennan, former CIA director under Obama. The, 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 uh, he's, the, he's the genesis bomb from uh, Star Trek Wrath of Khan. He's the one who started this whole effort to... He didn't start the Russian collusion narrative. That started with the Obama administration and the Clintons. But he's the one who started and initiated the big government deep state effort to use the mechanics of government to take down Trump. I'm convinced about it. Now, something Holman Jenkins hints at in his piece today, but doesn't hit directly, is a fascinating angle on this story, which I haven't brought up in a while. Jim Comey keeps going out on his book tour, Joe, and he keeps saying on the book tour that there's this piece of information about Loretta Lynch. Some of you may have heard it in interviews. Some of you may have missed it. But he keeps insinuating, to boil this down to a bullet point, that there's a piece of information about Loretta Lynch. You've heard it, right, Joe? It's going to be groundbreaking, and this is going to blow this whole thing open, but I can't say what it is. Well, Jenkins kind of mocks that and goes, well, we already know what it is. It's already been leaked. So, I th- one, I think Comey's just doing it to sell books because he's a fraud. Jim Comey has completely outed himself as a fraud. He's a clown prince of, uh, you know, of, of, uh, of, of felonious mopery on the open seas. Oh, yeah. Here's the piece of information Comey's referring to. There was an intercepted Russian document. Follow this. It's important. The intelligence community in the U.S. intercepts this Russian document before the election. Mm-hmm. In the document... They cited, this is according to Jenkins' piece, a Democrat Party email that in turn referred to a private conversation in which Attorney General Lynch assured a Clinton aide that Mrs. Lynch would sit on the email investigation. Let me explain it because it's a little confusing. Our intelligence community, likely the CIA, maybe someone else, maybe the NSA, we're not sure, intercepted a Russian Joe communication. Gotcha. In the Russian communication... The Russians are talking about an email between Loretta Lynch, Joe, and the Democrat operative where Loretta Lynch says, hey, don't worry, we're going to sit this Clinton email investigation out. (sighs) Now, imagine you're an intelligence uh, operator in the United States. You're on the Intel desk intercepting Russian comms and you see and you're listening to this or reading this email live. Uh, Vladimir, uh, this is (laughs) this is Oleg. I have an email here from Loretta Lynch saying they're going to sit on the Clinton investigation. <gasps> That's a gold mine. Is it not? Mm-hmm. Here's the problem, folks. The email was likely fake. Not fake that it was it was from the Russians. 
but it was the, who are not our friend. They'll make no mistake what I'm saying at any of these shows. But the email was fake. The Russians knew we were listening. And in kind of a triple, quadruple, reverse psychology move, the Russians sent it knowing it was fake to get us to respond to mess with the election because that's what the Russians do. There's a, I should say there's a strong, strong likelihood it was fake. I'm not suggesting to you, by the way, that Lynch did not conspire with people to make the Clinton investigation go away. I'm simply suggesting to you that the Russian communique was not, in fact, an accurate portrayal of an email from Lynch. You get what I'm saying, Joe? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I considered this a while ago, but Jenkins nails it. He kind of alludes to it. He says, listen. We're going to need some answers before we have an honest account of the 2016 election. He goes on. Which U.S. agency provided that intelligence to the FBI? Who gave that to the FBI? The fake Russian intercept. No, I mean, the real Russian intercept on the fake information. Was it the CIA? Was it the NSA? Here's, this is where it gets good. Was Mr. Comey advised it might be fake? Or did the FBI, whose province is domestic investigation, only discover it was likely fake after questioning the U.S. citizens named in the intercept? Folks, I don't know if you see where I'm going with this, Mm-mm. but this should blow your mind. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. John Brennan hated Donald Trump. Hated Donald Trump. John Brennan, despite his assertions otherwise, was well aware of the information in the dossier about the P-tape and the other stuff. John Brennan goes up to Capitol Hill to meet with Harry Reid in August, pushes Harry Reid and others to push the FBI to investigate Donald Trump. Why would John Brennan do that? Folks, as I've said to you here repeatedly, John Brennan had no law enforcement powers whatsoever. John Brennan is an, uh, was the CIA director. They only gather intelligence. I've worked with these people over and over on multiple foreign advances during my time in the Secret Service. They do not have any law enforcement powers at all. They are simply, at, I don't mean simply to diminish their job. It's very dangerous. They are not law enforcement. They cannot arrest you, the CIA. That only happens in really bad movies. They have no law enforcement charter. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah, it was CIA, NSA, you're talking about. CS, NSA, too. They okay. do not have a law enforcement charter. All right. If you're John Brennan and you hate Donald Trump and you need to spy on Donald Trump using law enforcement courts, oh. FISA court, the regular court, you can't do it. John Brennan cannot swear out a warrant in court no matter what. Right. He can't be an affiant. It doesn't matter how connected he is to Barack Obama. He needs someone in law enforcement to initiate this investigation. What if people in the FBI were reluctant? Or what if people in the FBI weren't so much reluctant, but said, hey, John, you know what? We don't really like Trump, which I think McCabe and Comey didn't. But we're going to need something a little harder here than just your opinion that you don't like Donald Trump. Oh, what magically appears, Joe? A Russian intercept that's fake. Hey, look what we've got, Jim. Look at this, Jim. A Russian intercept saying that Loretta Lynch may be conspiring with, uh, oh, man, now we really got to get this thing going. We got to get an investigation going here. We got to crack this thing wide open. All right. I see where you're going. You may say, well, 
you know, fairly enough, Dan. But that seems to have, have a lot more to do um, with the with the Clinton with the Clinton investigation. No, no, not the way. Listen, the FBI could have spun this six different ways from Sunday. Oh, look, uh, did the Trump team conspire to put this email out to get us to investigate Clinton to open up the you, you, Oh, this is getting crazy. No, listen to me. Uh, the way I want to know the deliberations on this email. Did somebody say, okay, this is fake. We know it's fake. We're going to tell the FBI it's fake, but we're going to tell them we think it's fake because we think the Trump team conspired with the Russians to get them to send that email to get us to investigate Loretta Lynch to hurt Hillary Clinton. You bet. That's, oh, that's complicated. Is it complicated? Are you sure? Comey is insisting that there's this bombshell. This bombshell may, in fact, be this Loretta Lynch email and the fact that they knew or didn't know it was fake. And that the reasoning behind it was used to further buttress a Trump, a Trump collusion conspiracy theory. This, let me be clear, because I, I know I confused you there. Mm. Jenkins isn't saying this, by the way. I'm saying it, just to be clear on what the article is alluding to. Right. The Russian intercept was likely fake. Did Comey know it was fake? Did Brennan tell him it was fake? If they knew it was fake, was that intercept used to further a law enforcement investigation into Trump, alleging that the fake Russian email was an effort between the Russians and the, and the Trump team to conspire to pump fake information into our justice system to start an investigation into the Clintons. Does that make a little bit of sense there? Yeah, and it's not hard to believe. I mean, after all, the dossier was fake. The dossier was fake. That was used. Yeah. The dossier, the information that was this used as a oh look, they're trying to put fake information about Loretta Lynch. Yeah. He must have been involved with the Trump team when they did this. Yeah. It's an important question. I didn't intend to spend that much time on that, but it is important we consider that. And I think Jenkins may yeah. may know something that uh <laughs> he may have a source on that because it's fascinating. Okay, uh one final read here, and then I got some other stuff huh. I want to get to. Um all right, filter by. It's spring cleaning time, and like Trump is cleaning out corrupt officials in the D.C. swamp, you can clean up the air you breathe and make your HVAC system great again. Love these guys. And folks, don't procrastinate. Otherwise, dust, mold, and pollutants will clog up your system, make your HVAC system inefficient, and it'll end up costing you a lot of money, like it cost me. Sounds like a federal. Sounds like the federal government. Inefficient, costing you a lot of money. Clean up the system with my friends at FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. This is a great company, folks. I really appreciate if you support them. You have air filters in your house. Use these guys. Stop using these other companies. This, is, this company loves this country. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all ship free within 24 hours, plus they're manufactured right here in America. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your HVAC system. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, so you'll never need to think about air filters again. Save money, save time, breathe better with breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Um, okay, so some news of the day stuff I really should get to. I, some good news on the economy, real good news. Uh, another piece in the journal today, uh, again, it's uh, subscriber only, but I'll get to you the, uh, the the takeaways. Number one, investment's up, folks. Investment's a big deal. If companies invest in their businesses and they produce new capital, it makes workers more productive. When mer- workers are more productive and producing more stuff, they become more valuable to the company, which means what? 
they'll typically get a raise. That's why productivity and investment usually leads to wages. Investment's up. It's up 6.3% non-residential fixed investment uh, in the first quarter. Very uh, very big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Equipment investment's up 8.9%. Huge. Uh, quickly, productivity. Capital added 0.3 points to productivity uh, in 2017 so far. That's a good number. Productivity installed under Obama. Productivity meaning how much output or stuff we're generating from the same amount of input or less. Good stuff. Raises the three-month period from January to March. Average increase year over year. The highest we've seen in a long time. Wages are going up. So I just wanted to put that out there. There's a lot of good news on the economic front. A lot of bad news with the debt, but good news on the economic front. Productivity matters. Don't ever forget the term productivity. It is everything in economics, folks. It is a measure of output, what we produce. It is a measure of output that's based on, obviously, inputs. Productivity grows when you generate more more workers in your economy, when the same amount of workers produce bigger and better stuff. The only way they can do that is by investing in those workers, education, equipment. This is happening. I think we could be on the verge of something special here if we could just get our darn debt under control. Um, Secondly, another story Uh, on Comey again. His hilarious attempt right now to cover up uh, his his misdeeds on the Flynn case. Remember I told you with Mike Flynn when they interviewed Lieutenant General Flynn that the FBI – Agreed he wasn't trying to be deceptive. You yeah. charged him with false statements anyway. Mm-hmm. Another reason I believe they're covering for Clinton misdeeds. Flynn was obviously no fan of Clinton, right? They probably knew some stuff. So he's covering for the Clinton misdeeds. Mm. Comey's now saying on his book tour that he doesn't remember saying that. Well, I have an article from Byron York in the show notes today, Joe. This is great. Oh, there are transcripts <laughs> of go. the hearing. Hey, Jim, you may not want to change your story when there's an actual transcript of you at a congressional committee suggesting that Mike Flynn was not being deceptive. You may there's by the way, word for word transcripts, not summaries. So read the Byron York piece. You'll see how Jim Comey, again, if for those of you who believe this guy, oh man, he's a real virtuoso. This guy, he is not. He is not even a, he's not a skilled liar. He's an awful liar. Oh, I don't remember saying that. Well, someone else did because they transcribed it. All right. Uh, what else we got here? The conflict. Oh, um, don't get tripped up by the Gorsuch ruling yesterday. Hmm. Okay. There was a ruling yesterday in the Supreme Court, and some folks who didn't, I don't think, particularly understand newly appointed, uh, appointed by Trump, Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, who's a great guy. I don't think people understand what happened. Just a quick synopsis of what happened yesterday so you're not misled by liberals or, sadly, some Republicans who I don't think really understand what happened and are just trying to take pot shots at Gorsuch because, oh, he ruled against Trump. He didn't rule against Trump. There was a case, Sessions versus DeMeo. The DeMeo case, he is a, was, a, was a green card holder. He was not here illegally, okay, just to be clear. All right. He was a lawful permanent resident. He was a green card holder. He was not an illegal immigrant. But he committed a crime. I believe it was burglary. And under this stipulation of crimes of violence, you can be deported even if you're a green card holder. So he fought that, suggesting a couple of things, that it was the punishment was harsh and that the rule was vague. Like, what does crimes of violence mean, Joe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Gorsuch was the deciding vote against the Sessions uh, Justice Department that wanted to deport him. You may say, well, how is this in any way pro-Trump? 
I get it on its face. It seems anti-Sessions, anti-Trump, anti-Justice Department. But it's the way Gorsuch worded his, his always elegant opinions that should matter to you. Don't be penny wise and pound foolish here. Yes, and uh, I, I almost said it myself, a green card holder who committed a crime would have been deported and wasn't. That is probably not good. I think we can all agree. We'd rather have him not in the country than in right. if he committed a crime, okay? But Gorsuch's ruling is terrific for the future because what does he say? He talks about the law about crimes of violence show being vague. Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Crimes of violence. I'm trying to make this really simple. There's a lot to do with him and how... Um, I have an article by Cato, by um, uh, Shapiro, not Ben Shapiro, Isla Shapiro, in uh, from Cato. It explains it really well. If you're interested, it'll be in the show notes today. But he talks about how the liberal justices went along the lines of, oh, that's too severe to deport him. Gorsuch said nothing about that at all. It's not the s- severity of it. He said, listen, you just wrote the thing too vaguely, crimes of violence. You may say, well, how does that benefit Trump in the future? Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. This is important. What have I told you for the last three years on this show about what the Democrats worship more than anything? discretionary government liberals love discretionary government what do i mean by that i mean the bureaucratic state and i mean judges that can use their own discretion to legislate liberals hate sharply edged laws that define what's legal and what's not why because then if you don't violate the law they can't go after you if you word it without a sharp edge and you make a law, Joe, make sure I get this right, because mm-hmm. if the audience doesn't understand, I'll be doing you a huge disservice. Liberals want vague laws. Why? Because then they can go after Joe for felonious mopery. Yeah. What does it mean, felonious mopery? I don't know. We just made it up. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out later yeah. after we arrest Joe. Exactly. That's what they do. They don't like laws that say we can only arrest Joe if Joe produces a firearm and steals uh, money from a bank. They hate that. That's too strict. That's way too strict. They want to be able to arrest Joe for anything. Sound kind of like what they're doing with Trump now? Oh, uh, it's a campaign finance law with his lawyer. Is it? Are you sure? Uh, We think so, so we're going to raid his office. Gorsuch has been a strong, vocal, powerful advocate in his time as a judge against the discretionary state. And he basically said in his ruling here that, hey, it's not my job to interpret what the legislative uh, branch meant. You want to produce a stupid, vague law? Then I'm not doing You go fix the damn law. Good for you, Gorsuch, because you know what's going to happen next? All of these cases about the EPA, the Chevron deference stuff, all these bureaucracies, folks, that were given wide latitude under vague laws to sue the living hell out of you for a pond in your backyard, for micro pollutants on your farm all of these dopey vague laws the epa wrote or or, uh, interpreted widely because they were vague that were being used to slaughter the economic economic opportunity of of small business owners across america when these laws get in front of the supreme court now we know we can count on gorsuch to go no laws no good go back (laughs) and write it strict or we're not going. We're not going to. You, you interpreted it wrong. Mm-hmm. This is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Read the Isla Shapiro piece in the show notes today. If you have any doubt, what I'm telling you is true. Don't be misled by the liberals who are celebrating. Oh, Gorsuch, he's with us. No, no, he's not with you. Trust me. Or some Republicans who I'm, I'm not being a jerk, but I just don't think they understand what Gorsuch was saying. Yeah, we may have lost a little battle here against one guy who committed a crime, mm-hmm. but having Gorsuch say. 
for the umpteenth time where he stands on vague discretionary government. You should be up uh, giving this guy a round of applause, standing round of applause. Read the piece. You'll understand. He was not agreeing with the liberals on the court. He was agreeing that we can't write a bunch of vague discretionary laws, which are very, very dangerous. All right, folks, I appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, It's been another great week. Thank you for yesterday's show. You really, uh, my wife and I are deeply appreciative. This is a family operation here. Just so you know, the whole operation is run, even though we're now the number two conservative podcast in the country. It's only run by me, Joe, and my wife. That's it. That's it. And we really, really appreciate it. Yesterday's numbers were just off the charts. My wife and I looked at each other. We were getting ready to go to sleep. <laughs> we were watching some mindless TV on Bravo. We're like, do you believe this thing? <laughs> really? I mean, we're blowing it up thanks to you. So we appreciate you all subscribing. The subscriptions matter. They drive us up the charts on iTunes, which exposes us to a larger audience. Uh, also on Spotify, iHeart, SoundCloud, and uh, please, our YouTube channel as well. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, keep, give me one second on this. I just want to find. I'm sorry, folks. I don't mean to keep you, but I, I want to give you the exact link on YouTube because if you subscribe on our YouTube channel, it really helps us as well uh, get this stuff. Oh, here it is. It is youtube.com backslash Dan Bongino. That is the only authorized channel where we can pay for the show. YouTube.com backslash Dan Bongino. YouTube.com backslash Dan Bongino. Straight through. YouTube.com backslash Dan Bongino. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.